0: Welcome to the GS On Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Redbeard and Evan, where we give you the digital marketing insights
1: you need to make people think you're the smartest person in the room. All right, everyone, welcome to the GS on Marketing Podcast, and we're excited. This is going to be a good episode today. We just got back from PubCon. Vegas. PubCon Vegas, 2018. That was a good
0: conference. PubCon Pro. It was a little, uh, little a day shorter this year. Is that why they were calling it PubCon Pro? <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> so a little backstory. I guess we should probably explain what PubCon is. And... Who better to do that besides Brett Tapke who actually puts on the conference but I'm going to say Redbeard here would be a good Ooh. person to describe PubCon mainly because you've been going there for the past 11 years. Is that is that accurate? That's what I've been telling people. Is it really been 11 years? Yeah,
0: it was, this was like my 11th PubCon. Wow. How did that how did this PubCon rank? Well, before we do that, what is PubCon? So, so PubCon is a basically a uh, a uh, search engine optimization conference, which kind of developed into um, not just SEO but like local SEO, social media, digital marketing. It's kind of evolved, right? You know, as
1: digital marketing has
0: evolved, and then this year they even added some Amazon.
1: Was this the first year that they had Amazon, or just the first year that you
0: noticed I, I feel like I feel like this was the first year that like I noticed Amazon specifically, but there was more vendors there this year that were kind of Amazon. Oh Amazon focused software. Too. Right. Yeah. So like I don't really like maybe it was mentioned last year a little bit here and there, but mm. I don't I don't believe there were any talks on it. I'd have to go back and check. Well that's
1: what's exciting then too about digital marketing, like you mentioned you know, Pubcon used to just be search engine optimization, and now they're adding in, you know, search engine marketing, more of the pay per click side, social media advertising, you know, all the different aspects of digital marketing, and now they're really starting to pay a lot more attention to Amazon, which anybody that does digital marketing. Especially if you're a marketer that is working on selling a product. little different with B2B services, of course. But if you're selling a product or working with a client that sells a product, you can't ignore Amazon. It's it's the elephant, elephant in the room. And to have conferences that were traditionally more Google-focused, I think start to pay attention to Amazon
0: as the search engine for products that it's becoming. I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. And, like, every year... So PubCon has kind of, like, a, a focus every year. This year was um, kind of niche focus on international SEO. Yeah. So that's the thing, too, to keep in mind, like, people come to this conference from all over the world. Right. You know? So it's, like, um, it's usually, like, a week-long conference. Um, the first day they have that uh um, like before the conference, master group training, hmm. um, stuff like that. So that's always really cool. But what I love about the conference in general is I always get like three or four like main takeaways that I can start implementing right away. Yeah. Um. So that's really awesome too. Well, and that's one thing that and this is my this is my first year
1: going to PubCon. And one thing that I liked about this that I don't see too often in conferences, I've been to a few that have been like that and some that have been, you know, excellent conferences as well, but a lot of conferences seem like they're put on by either media publications, or software. So all of their talks are a lot of times pushing people to use a software or maybe make a purchase of it and there's less pay attention to the the actual content itself. So you have a lot of people that talk in theory and high level and this conference was great because the emphasis was on tactical advice that you could take away. So it was less of a where you sit down, be entertained and leave inspired. And there was some of that. And I think a lot of their presenters, you know, did a great job making it entertaining. But they also focused in on, you know, this is how we did this and this is how you can have these same types of results. And this is, you know, why we did certain aspects of it. And I think that anytime you have that, you know, the the takeaways are a lot more actionable versus some conferences where it's, you know, create good content.
0: Yeah, and it it was really cool because a lot of it, too, is more, like, workshop style. Yeah. um, A lot of Q&A, a a lot of interaction. Um, So, like, you could – you know, sit there and get all kinds of tools. And maybe some some of the speakers might, you know, you might hear a, a certain company mentioned a few times. Maybe they had a service or a tool. But yeah. then they're also saying, well, I also like these other tools too.
1: Exactly. Even the people that were from software companies yeah. were also saying you could use you know XYZ competitor. And I think that, that that's an important note to make because – you need software. You need software when you're doing digital marketing. Very difficult to use without it. Whether you're using a free software for your search engine optimization tactics like Neil Patel's Ubersuggest, which by the way, I saw, you know, has been recent improvements and I even saw that just recently came out with a Chrome extension. So it should be some interesting pieces for that. You know, or you're more on the SEM rush, you know, Majestic and you know, all of those types of software as well that you're going to pay, you know, sometimes a pretty high amount depending on how often you're using it. But, you know, having the, those different, you know, opinions on there of how they're using the software and also some alternatives, too, is always going to be helpful.
0: Yeah. And, and they do it. I think they do a really great job of uh, telling you about the, the paid and free tools and the benefits to both. Yeah. Right. It's like like a lot of the speakers they are like, we don't just use one tool, you know, we use a combination. Of-
1: yeah, well, and that's a, that's a big thing that I've been talking about for the past couple of years, probably longer than that now, is you need to have some sort of marketing stack when you're looking at technology. It's difficult to have that all-in-one platform, and there's a lot of platforms that maybe say they're all-in-one and have a lot of the features. And there's always going to be a lot of crossover, but they always have their core competencies, what they're really specializing in. So, to, in order to make sure that you're you're hitting everything from all angles, having that technology stack as a marketer is going to be incredibly important, and being able to use it to make sure that you're getting all the different pieces, you know, from each individual software without having having it be just this unmaintainable <laughs> sort of behemoth of a giant, it's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah. how how um how hard did you um decide on, like, when you get to PubCon, there's that huge grid of all the different talks. Yeah. And, like, did you find it difficult, too, to, like, which ones you wanted to go to? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And I don't want this
1: podcast to come across like a, a PubCon commercial, but it's it was tough. It was hard to decide which ones were going to be worth going to. Not worth going to, but, you know, which one was I not going to go to so I could go to a different one? Like, making that fear of missing out aspect was really hitting me pretty hard, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, like, I know, like, we kind of split up, and, like, I went to a few different ones. Divided Cocker. But I was like, oh, well, you know, what do I want to list? Because they, like, diff- they have, like, different tracks. So there'll be, like, local SEO, mm-hmm. the international. Then there'll, there'll be, like, um, you know, like a social media, you know, right. strategy. Like, there's different tracks. But, you know, sometimes, like, I saw one, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to that social media one. But I'm like, oh, this local SEO one. Yeah, it was tough. You know? <laughs> it was t- tough deciding. But it was cool that, like— um, they were really quick, I thought, this year about getting all the PowerPoints to everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we already have them. So that's pretty pretty awesome. So you mentioned that you always
1: come away with about three to four takeaways. What were your three to four takeaways for this pubcon?
0: I do. So, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of really cool ideas about, um, um, like, local link building, um, mm-hmm. a lot of really cool stuff. um, that I want to try out uh, with Google My Business, yeah, right, with those listings and stuff and how that's kind of changing, how, like, Google Plus is going away and there's more focus on Google My Business, mm-hmm. especially, like, really huge for local. So I got some really good tips there. Um, I really enjoyed um, uh, the Amazon talk. I really wanted to go to that. So I got a lot of just uh, little new tips and techniques and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you know, a big thing that I've noticed is attending these conferences, a lot of times you you already know the information or you know a lot of the information that's already going to be out there. And hearing it, though, from somebody explaining their way and their process, even though you understand that process because you've read somebody else that's doing something similar, or maybe you've just heard something that's similar in terms of of how they're actually implementing it. But hearing it again is always going to be helpful. And then hearing that unique twist that everybody has on what they're doing is also incredibly helpful because otherwise you get stuck in, in your way. Like, I mean, we do a lot with Amazon, right? There was nothing I heard there, at least in terms of correct information on Amazon, that was anything really that new, but there was different ways to look at it that I found really helpful with what people were finding was working. That that we can then go and you know take a look at our data and, and see what we have and see if that makes sense for us to you know maybe make some you know minor tweaks here, like you mentioned before, but also just to drill home some of that information, like the local link building, like you mentioned. I mean, a lot of that hasn't changed in in a number of years but hearing it again and seeing the results people are getting or their, their unique twist on it that that's really helpful to me.
0: Yeah, and uh you know, it's not it, it is nice to get that confirmation too that like you're doing things right. Exactly, yeah, because <laughs> you things know?
1: change so fast and that's a big fear of mine is becoming outdated and that's probably why I you know, always dedicate so much time on a regular basis to Learning more and keeping up on industry trends because you see what happens when marketers get out outdated, when things change, but they're not keeping up on it. I mean, we attended a, a talk one time, and you know, this definitely wasn't PubCon, but the, the person, it was just a local chamber event, but the person up there giving advice said to have blog posts that were three to 500 words.
0: Yeah, that yeah, was their yeah,
1: recommendation. Yeah, you know, that's there's no data that's going to support that that's <laughs> been released in the past few years. And but you could see where that person like that could have that information because that that individual was doing online marketing for a while back in you know, however many years ago. That amount, that those blog posts were working. You could rank with those shorter blog posts. You wouldn't be able to now on a new post.
0: Yeah, but, you definitely like this industry changes so much, and that's that's what's so great about the conference is that you also – you get that confirmation of, like, stuff you've been doing, but then you also see what's going to be changing five, six months down the road. Right. Um So then you can kind of prepare – for that and prepare your site for that. And, like, we learned a lot about um, mobile. or right? I picked up on some really cool um, Facebook um, organic and paid strategies mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, just to spin on, uh, you know, because those, like, networks and things like that, they're constantly changing, constantly updating. And you almost have to have, like, this industry more of, like, fear of missing out. So you have right. to keep up. On the latest news and trends. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, look at you mentioned Facebook advertising. Look at how many features that they've actually taken away in terms of targeting from the Facebook ads. You know, ever since that you know that scandal took place, they've been really taking away a lot of the targeting options from, and they've added a couple back from what I've been seeing, but most of them are probably gone, and they're they're going to be gone for a while. Uh, They may not ever come back, and I think that that's. You know, always something you want to pay attention to because a lot of people are using, you know, Facebook targeting and drilling down and being extremely, you know, specific on who they want to see. But it's kind of changing a little bit. You're getting less specific on people. You're almost looking at it more of general media advertising at that point.
0: Yeah. Even if like even if you're using the wrong verbiage. Yeah. You know, they'll flag you for stuff and remove your ads. And,
1: you know, one thing that I thought was great, too, was the networking. We met a lot of great people, saw a lot of good speakers.
0: And oh, yeah. I couldn't believe. Um, so that was the thing. Like, when we went to that first morning intro breakfast kind of a deal, um, how many people raised their hands that it was their first PubCon? Like, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. A lot of first-timers. Well,
1: I, I, was, I was one of those first-timers in PubCon. And I got to say, the networking was interesting from it. You never know what you're going to get at those different types of conferences. I like to go for the networking. I like to meet other people in the industry, you know, because the reality is, and I mean, okay, we're having a podcast right now. We're talking about digital marketing. We give a lot of great advice, a lot of things that we're finding, you know, what's working. But there's a lot of the top marketers out there that produce their own content they don't really give information until after it's starting to not work as much. <laughs> and that 's when they 'll write a yeah, blog yeah. post about it and create content, so if you 're just listening to other people 's content or just regurgitating other people's content around marketing you 're usually going to be a little bit behind and that 's why I like to meet other people that are in the trenches actually creating content, you know optimizing sites, getting Amazon ads up and rolling you know if you're not a, you 're not know, a practitioner of it and actually going through and creating that content and doing it yourself, then you 're just listening to other people's theories. And what other people have found works, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, bode well for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, over the years, after going to this, like I've uh, i met some I've met some really great people from all over the world that I still keep in contact with, and uh, which is surprising because you know they, they took you out on town in, in Vegas,
1: and you hit it hard. You,
0: know, <laughs> you, you, you go ham on that Vegas trip. <laughs> you have you have to go ham because you can't miss out on anything, right? You gotta be, you know, first one there at the breakfast, last one to leave, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. And this time, stayed at a different place,
1: a uh, hotel that you and I haven't, I've been to that hotel. You've never even been there? I've never that one. even, no, yeah. I was never there. Yeah, what did you think? It was uh, a pretty good place. How did it compare? So the hotel that we stayed at was New York, New York, and how did that compare to Cosmo that you normally stay at? No, because okay, we all know Cosmo's (sighs) got nicer rooms and a little bit upscale, but in terms of overall entertainment, and
0: I don't know. So I've stayed at a lot of different MGM, Mandalay, um, Hmm. you know, Encore, Cosmo. Like I've stayed at all of them. Um, Which which they're all um, pretty nice hotels, but usually I'm just, like, go to the conference, like, anymore. Like, when I used to go to Vegas, I used to, like take a lot of photos and like you know want to like do all kinds of stuff but now I'm more of like oh go to the conference just go back to my room (laughs) kind of thing so like it doesn't I don't know I don't really care like they're all really nice I think you know just as long as they have like the stuff I need like right there when I get Mm -hmm. off the elevator like a Starbucks you know or like uh, remember like I was running around looking for like a rock star (laughs) yeah yeah that was tough for you you know need that need that caffeine Life, you know? I got to say, the smartest thing that we did on that trip...
1: Was when we first got there, we went to CBS and grabbed those big old things of water you and just kept be, right? them in the room. Well, that was great. That's, that's what I really, life-saver. that's my
0: favorite part about. Like, if I stay at Cosmo, there's like right across the street, there's that Walgreens. Yeah. So, like, anytime I get to Vegas, if I'm staying there, I hit that up immediately, get those like normal price snacks <laughs> <laughs> and lots of water because it's so dry there. Yeah. You know, like those get get those essentials and it's like twenty four hours. So it was, it was fun that we went to the M M&M M world
1: also. That's another that's my go to. We've got some great photos. Uh there's a photo booth
0: at M M&M M World <laughs> and we
1: definitely hit that up. So if you guys want to see that, listen to the podcast, you'll be able to find that on our Facebook.
0: Yeah. Dude like uh m M&M World's my go to. That's like pretty much every time I hit that up. I've never actually
1: gone there before. It was interesting. I went to the one in Times Square. That, I mean, it's really similar for it. It's a little bit more wider, right? Less of a four-story type thing, but probably about the same size, I would say, if you factor all that in.
0: Yeah, I always hit up that. I hit up the uh, the Miracle Mile Mall right there across the street. Yeah. So uh, I'm always uh, hitting up that Las Vegas fight shop, you know, (laughs) and— And a a couple other places. You're wearing that hoodie. You're wearing the hoodie right now. Got that hoodie. Got that awesome hoodie. I needed this, dude. It was so cold on the way back when we landed. Oh, man. Yeah, it was was cold. It was freezing. So, yeah, I usually get, like, a hoodie when I'm out there. It was actually a little chilly when we were out there. Yeah, not bad. I mean, yeah, I guess. But, like, for me, I feel like that's normal. You know, everybody else is wearing, like, winter jackets and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, no, some really good places there. I I just have, like, kind of my go-tos. But, yeah, you know, I've met uh, so many great people and, like, speakers and stuff, like, If you follow them on Twitter, like, like, everybody's so helpful. Like, if you reach out afterwards, you know, they'll message you up, you know, if you have a question about anything. Yeah, they had some pretty
1: heavy hitters, you know, some people that I've followed for a while, whether reading their books or just their content that they're creating. I mean, Joel Polizzi, Greg Gifford, Lee Oden. Oh, Gifford's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) he he, he had a great presentation. Anytime you can work in Samuel L. Jackson in your presentation, (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I never miss... uh, his presentations.
1: I saw, you know, Marty Wontraub was there too from AimClear. Uh, that was my first time seeing him speak. He was really entertaining. I uh, got a lot of great information. Roger Dooley was one of, you know, I actually read that, you know, he has that book Brain Fluence, which is all about neuroscience oh, marketing. Yeah, yeah. I've had, that's probably one of the first kindle books that i've purchased was his so it was great to you know see him there listen to him present you know all of that was uh you know entertaining when you have those when you have those heavy hitters all in one place you know it's that overload of information so it's always fun
0: yeah they always have like really great um keynotes and stuff there and it, it's it's always great to like you know when you go to that conference like to hear from google yeah you know hear from like the industry leaders, um, and. It, yeah, just really great stuff. And I I feel like even, like, the vendors area, um, there's a lot of great combos that happen there. Well, too. it's only because you're always trying to harass them out of
1: T-shirts and socks and stickers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you got to get the swag. <laughs> I'm all about that swag like you know. So I would say big takeaways for me uh, are probably going to be the same type of takeaways that you have from any good conference. Uh, but I would say it's going to be you know, to looking at search engine optimization and you're you'll see this on, you know, all the blog posts and everything else that you're following, but you've got to have your mobile ducks in a row, right? Mobile first index, it's already here. You need oh. to focus in on AMP, right? Yeah, a There's lot a, of
0: AMP stuff. AMP is it's gonna be too. big.
1: And what I liked about the AMP that they were showing is that so many people and a lot of plugins from WordPress will do this is that they'll strip away everything. And that's how they make an AMP. It's just here's an you know, basically an e-reader version of the website, and they're going to call it AMP. But you can have some design. You can have an AMP page that looks good, and they're even recommending, you know, if you can get away with it, have the desktop version be AMP, too. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, of course, you're going to want to make make sure with the the advertising that you're running, that you're using different social media advertising and different Google ads that, that when you're running those, that they're working together, right? So as Facebook starts to strip away some of your targeting options, maybe use LinkedIn to get some of those back. LinkedIn is more expensive. But you can set it up in a way that your Facebook ads are using the LinkedIn data just by using dedicated landing pages and a couple other tactics that I thought were were really interesting. But, you know, influencer marketing, I thought Lee Odin had some great points on his presentation that he gave for that going to be a tough, tough thing to ignore, right? I think that as budgets get tighter a little bit around influencer marketing, I think at the same time there's going to be a lot more opportunity for the people that are figuring out how to do it right, figuring out how to find the right influencers, and even becoming influencers themselves, at least, around a particular topic, Right, making sure that people know you're the expert, that you know what you're talking about. That's going to be a huge competitive advantage with your personal brand.
0: Yeah, I can remember when they you first, like, announced AMP. And, like, what that was, and I was like, oh, I want to implement that right away. But nobody was really talking, um, at least around here, about AMP at all. You know, it was more more geared towards uh, uh, news news publications and things. But um, I've always been kind of fascinated by that, and it was really cool – this year to see how that's like evolving. Well, what I
1: liked is that people are saying like they have the numbers to support. People are looking for the mm-hmm. little lightning bolt. They're going out of their way to click on that because I've been doing that. As soon as I found out what AMP was, I'm looking for the lightning bolt. Was especially yeah. when I'm looking through information on there because I don't want it to. I don't want to wait for the load. Anytime you can cut that down. Anytime you can save people time on anything, it's going to be yeah. you know a big return for you.
0: Similar to AMP, I mean, I was like for one of the first um ones like around here really to Im- implement right away that Facebook instant articles yeah. um just for um a regular blog mm-hmm. you know and uh like again like like on Facebook, you're not leaving that experience. Right. You're still, you know, seeing that website content. Yeah. Uh, really awesome. I think that's that kind of stuff that new that is. And it takes like a couple little tweaks, right, to mm. your site. Uh, maybe a plugin or whatever. But getting that, getting that whole once you get that set up and approved, dude, that is a huge time saver. Yeah, it definitely is.
1: And I think the final takeaway for me is going to be international SEO. I think that that's a, a frontier that as you know, everything continues to grow. It's less crowded, I would say, from a lot of at least depending on where, you know, and what you're looking at. But that's something that websites are gonna need to pay attention to. Uh you need to optimize that correctly. It's a huge technical undertaking, right? To have your lang tags all set up properly a lot of technical implementation also down to the translation you got to make sure that's going to be native you don't want to just do the you know google translate (laughs) because that's not going to convey the right message and just making sure all of that information you know is correct so that you're not just focused in on one market because you'll see that a lot even large brands they'll be so focused in on the u.s market that their international isn't growing the way that it should be and in this day and age you know everybody's connected it's you know global marketing you need to pay
0: attention to it yeah i'm really interested to see how like that and google that featured answer right so people have been getting those featured answers now for a little while but um you know that they're starting to feature multiple answers and things like that but also what that's going to mean uh soon here in the future for local yeah, you know, really cool.
1: Well, and you know, on that note, when you start looking at that, you've got to pay attention to voice optimization, writing for that, making sure you've got that information because Google with its featured snippets, Google's becoming a destination, right? They call it position 0. That means that a lot of people that are going there, typing in the answer or their question, getting the answer, they never actually have to leave Google. They never have to go to your website. You could provide the best answer, have that featured snippet, and you're Click-through rate could go down because they're getting the information and they're leaving. Now... You always want to hope that they're going to click onto the page and get a little bit more detail in the information, but there's going to be a certain aspects like weather is already done. Yep, <laughs> you yeah, get your sure. weather right then and there. But all that kind of carries over to voice search as well, because when you ask your device, whether it's a you know Echo or a Google Home, when you ask that device the question and they return that answer,
0: it's based off of that snippet. Yeah, and it's like the whole like Google My Business is kind of like your mini website. <laughs> yeah. You know for all those detailed information and now you can add like featured posts and events and stuff, you know. So so exciting um, times. Really exciting stuff. And it'll keep coming. And as it keeps coming,
1: we're going to keep delivering this podcast. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, Make sure you leave a review if you like it. Of course, even if you don't, you can still leave a review. We just love a little bit of feedback. That'd be great. And that's on iTunes. We're on Spotify now, which is tough to get on, but we're there. We're there. Basically, as your famous line is. We're everywhere podcasts are sold. Right. And if you're buying a podcast, so let us know because we can probably figure out a way for you to get it for free. (laughs)
0: Yeah, even tell a friend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, tell a friend, too. That would help out also. Yeah. All Well. right. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to the GS on Marketing Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at GS on Marketing. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and wherever podcasts are sold.